tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey everybody, welcome to your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show for Rain. You guys can, don't forget to follow us on, uh, with, you know, YouTube, YouTube, yeah, YouTube, YouTube we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. We have made ourselves so available, <laughs> it's like going into our living room. However you guys want to listen or see us, just, just. It's all there. It's all available. And we love your... By the way, it's because you. we want to deliver the content for you guys in the best of ways. And, and you guys interact so well with us. And so uh, so we're trying to up our interaction game. Uh, if you want to directly interact with us as the yeah. rain panel, ABTV Rain is the hashtag. hashtag whether on Instagram. ABTV rain. That's right. And you are at what? I'm at Keaton Markey because I'm your host today. <laughs> and uh, you can, you, uh, I'll say mine is After Buzz TV. I am not After Buzz TV, but that's my Twitter. And uh, you know, we've uh, we um, for Nia and JB, we've kind of uh, sacrificed themselves. We know we banished them today. There you go. Um, no, uh, Fania, Fania is has class, and uh, JB uh, had had to to stay at work really late, so we miss you both. But um, you guys get just me and Phil today. That's I right. I know we're your favorites, so hashtag. don't complain. <laughs> uh, hashtag we're not royal bros, though. We're not. We don't but... have our t-shirts today, but. They come out on special occasions. They do. I do have my castle book for Castle Corner, so thank you again, Brie. Um, I just want to... Do, do we want to jump into the episode? It was a great episode. Absolutely. It was, it was a fantastic episode. It was episode 12. I, I thought for a minute... I, I'd read conflicting reports that it was going to be kind of almost like a finale until March type of deal, but obviously there's one next week. Um, it was really good. So many secrets and lies and consequences. And then a big death, uh, which was, which was fun, but, uh, Banished is, uh, the name of the episode. And I think that bad, that title rings true with so many relationships that, uh, have kind of been really, really key relationships this season are now done. Well, even just starting with Narcisse. Narcisse came back! Our wishes came true. We got to see his lovely face. If it was just for a fleeting moment, uh, when he was in, he was uh, a little humbled. I thought he. I thought for sure the only way to tame him was to kill him. Really? <laughs> well, I've, I've said it how many episodes yeah, on well, this show? I think. I think he's uh, obviously not killing him. I think that's definitely going to come and bite them in the butt at some mm, point. Maybe. I, I hope not. I mean, it, it, it's good to know that, you know, if we're talking about Narcisse, it's good to know that he's not... Uh, there's other solutions besides death on, on enemies. Well, and it definitely shows that, you know, there is a huge difference between uh, Francis's rule and Henry's rule. If that would have happened with, you know, Henry and one of his lords, dead, not even, like, question. Even with Catherine, when yeah. Catherine was kind of, like, more... Had had more power as the queen consort, uh, 
I think, dead. Yeah. Dead as a doornail. But uh, Francis and Mary have both been trying to be different people and uh, different king, different rulers. And I think that that is a huge indication that they are moving in the right direction in some way mm-hmm. by not killing him. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit more about Mary and Francis because their relationship, we, we saw it, we saw it grow this episode. We, mm-hmm. we really did from, from what Mary has been dealing with uh, since the, the terrible, terrible event when the radicals uh, entered and uh, raped her, then she's been dealing with a lot of just emotional trauma since then. And um, I feel like Francis has been trying so hard to, to, to work with her again. He mm-hmm. wants her back in his life. He doesn't want them to be living separate It's lives. like any relationship. You know, yeah. the guy just gives, gives, gives oh, to the woman. Oh, <laughs> but no, on a, on a more serious note, I, I she here's the thing: she's always still had that great line. She, and you know what? She finally, you know, she she threw out the olive branch at the beginning of the episode, and so, you know, when he's saying, "There's so many advisors that are giving me um, uh, advice, but it's not it's impartial because they all want a piece of the prize." And he said, "I don't need a piece of the prize. I can help you." Yeah, but. At the same time, is she, you know, to that point, is she giving, obviously, Conde is deserving of land, but is she giving it to him because she, he fully deserves it? Or she's giving him a piece of the prize because she is the piece of the prize. Well, and I think we also need to remember where Mary came from at the end of last week's episode of seeing Francis and Lola um, and and their child kind of in that family unit where she was excited to go to Francis to be like, I want to work with you again. I want to work this out. I want to be together. And she was very quickly kind of, you know, she, she thought she was taking a huge step forward, but I feel like that sent her like three steps back. And Obviously, we saw in this episode as well with her um, interactions with Conde that she she is comfortable to touch Conde and she's not comfortable to touch Francis. And Francis actually saw that comfort after she shied away from him and like still kind of gave him excuses of I just don't like to be touched by men. And then he was, I feel like, hurt in the same way Mary was hurt when she saw, you know, him and Lola lying together that, you know, it's something that he... He can't be there. He can't. He can't fill that void. Mm. Where, whereas Mary can't fill the void that can, that Lola obviously fills for Francis, and that's that's a hard thing to swallow. I think as a you know a ruler, a king, you know you can basically have whatever you want, and the thing he wants most, which is his wife, his best friend, his love, to to be his partner, and she's kind of refusing that right now. Well, Conde threw it right back in his face. He said, you know, you weren't there when she needed you the most. And uh, that really... That was low. I'm sorry, Conde. But it's also true. It's also true. I know. But I, I agree. I agree that... Well, Phil, this is... You guys, Phil needs to turn off his cell phone during these after shows. It's all my fans. <laughs> it's all my fans all tweeting fans. me. They're blowing him up. Um, no, I think I think that was a low blow of Conde. I don't think it's right that now that Conde has these feelings outed for Mary, I don't like that that is now making him so aggressive towards Francis. I don't think that's fair because Francis has done nothing to Conde but protect him, but try to to help him in the best way that he can as king. And for Conde to kind of to turn on him and kind of stab him in the back by, you know, it's obviously it's not Conde's fault for 
falling in love with Mary. She's obviously a ravishing lady, great personality. She's amazing. Uh, but it's not... I don't think that's fair. I, th- I think Condé's absolutely in the wrong in this scenario. I can understand him being frustrated with Francis for the reason that Mary had to go through that terrible trauma. But Francis was trying to do everything in his power at the time of what he thought was best to fix things for him and Mary. So, Condé, grow up. Mm. So I have to say. He, but he, he, he does have, I mean, Condé's always been that childish type of character. I mean, he does very noble things, and, and uh, you know, he's a gentleman. No, he's a playboy. Yes, that's true. He was yes. a huge playboy before this he came into, into this is true. French court. So yeah, this is this is true, and um, yeah, uh, that that that's that fight, the quarter staff fight. I think it's, oh, it was, was great. It reminded me of something out of like Harry Potter. You know, when like the drum string guys come in and they're all like, I wanted like sparks to fly out of the bow staff. I was like, it's Donatello from Ninja Turtles. It was good <laughs> on its own without the Harry Potter element. But you didn't want to keep score. I wanted her to keep score. I think and then ultimately I, ended up one because he broke the staff. Yeah, that was a badass move. He's just I don't like, know the full rules. Denied. I don't know. I feel like if you break somebody's staff, and then Conde was trying to play dirty with it. Conde tried to get real dirty. Like, and stab him with that broken staff. And it's like, you can't kill the king. Why didn't Conde get arrested for attempted murder on the king? Not that I want Conde to leave anytime soon, ladies. I do love him. He is... he. He is a very, very good-looking man, and I really like having him on my television screen every Thursday night. But... I don't know. I feel like he's getting away with a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, and but um, it's going to come back to bite him eventually. What, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, I really like the. I got to give Francis credit in the way he's kind of dealt this whole Mary thing because when he comes in at the end, like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And obviously, we'll talk about Greer and all that and how it fully affects Mary. But um, in terms of coming there and being like, "Hey." Not for nothing. I just, you know, I just want to be here. You know, no ulterior motives, no politics, blah, blah, blah. I just want to watch you. <laughs> it could be interpreted creepy, but it, it's in like the, the moment Clay it's sweet. Aiken song. <laughs> I just you know wanna... what song I'm talking about? No idea. I'm sure, I'm sure the female <laughs> I won't audience go into does. It, but you all know what Clay Aiken song I'm talking about when uh, Francis is saying, I just want to watch you. <laughs> all right. It's okay, I'll send it to you. I'll send you a link. Um, <laughs> But before before we get into kind of the, the Greer thing, we saw at the end that um, Mary went to Lola again. Sad. We didn't see much of Lola this episode, which I was sad because when Lola not. is awesome. But her role has been smaller and smaller as of late. I mean, she's just basically, you know, the mother of Francis's child. And, and other than that, she doesn't. I mean, since, uh, you know, she was the big play in the Narcisse story, you know, especially early on. But now, she doesn't really need that much of a purpose. I don't know. Mary's using her. Mary's trying to pair her off with Condé to, uh, you know, she thinks that they would be a good match. And I thought Lola coming out at Condé being like, I'm here to protect my friend regardless, so I don't care how noble you think your actions are, this cannot be you need to step off because what's most important is that mary and francis's relationship work out so if that's going to take us trying to make this work let's do it and i think conde liked the sassy okay does does he like it it. or is he well does he like the sassy just because he knows he can possibly get somewhere it's like you know what this is someone i could see myself with 
because he says you know let's see where it goes and blah, blah blah but is it like okay let's see where this goes into the bedroom or let's see where this goes long term i think it's let's see where this goes politically i see well i think Conde's a lot sneakier than we give him credit for after meeting his brother and seeing where he comes from i think that he by He's accepting kind of Lola's proposal not only because she's sassy, she's cute, she's popular to boot, but she also she also has You were doing so well and you just cracked up. It was good. Keep going. She also obviously is technically the official mistress. She has the 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 legitimized uh child child of uh Francis. So I think Bash I mean, not Bash. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Conde is like... Freudian this, slip. I know. Freudian slip. Uh, Conde is like... There's a lot of moves politically he can make having Lola close. Mm-hmm. He's smart. But Lola's smart. So, I don't well, know. Lola I don't th- thought I don't she was th- smart. Lola's always thought she was smart. And then, Are you kidding me? She's made some mistakes. Let's be I, real. Everyone has. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, well, people need this episode was about people paying for their mistakes and, and you know, dealing with the consequences. And so, you know what? Lola, watch out because guess what? Claude's dealt with it her whole life, a consequence of one mistake. That so, wasn't Claude's mistake. That wasn't her mistake, but that was a mistake. Do you want to talk about Claude right now? Not yet. Okay, let's not talk about Let's talk about Greer, because Greer, who we have seen a lot of uh, since we've come back, I mean, I guess it's just been one episode, um, but it looks like Greer's going to be gone for a while. I hope that's not the case. No, she's out. But, um... How are we going to see? I mean, that was, that was, that was quite a definitive goodbye. That was rough. I mean, we we haven't had to say goodbye to one of Mary's ladies since uh what Ailey, Ailey or I Ailey was that her name? The cute braids who fell when down the died. stairs when she died, the cat, the poison, I don't know. Um but that was the, you know, we all the ladies have been safe recently. So, I'm very surprised that the story did go this route that Mary can't save Greer. And I like it. I feel, I mean, I don't like that Greer's leaving, but I do like that kind of nobody's safe type of thing. And is it, well, a couple of things. I mean, um, the way Mary was t- talking about it, she really believes this is the last time that they'll see each other. I really do. I think it is. Oh, absolutely. Now, more so, knowing that, I mean, regardless of whether or not they knew, they, they funded radicals. And it was the radicals who did the this unspeakable act to Mary. And so does she hold Greer accountable in any sort of way? I don't think she does. But I do think, I think what hurt her most out of this whole situation is that Greer lied to her. Mm-hmm. I feel like, because Greer obviously has been such a rock for her, dealing with the immediate aftermath of everything that's kind of happened, that I think that that was a huge betrayal for her. That Greer lied, even though she understands why. I mean, there's nothing she can do, and I don't think, I, I, I don't think Mary's. I, I, it really annoyed me that it was like this huge announcement in the middle of the party. I don't understand why that was that was the case, or what that just seemed really odd to me. And just yeah, it could have been done dramatic. in private. 
Yeah. Like, I don't I don't see that happening. It's not like, hey, the castle's on fire. Everybody get out. Yeah, everybody get out. It's like everybody's having a good old time. Everybody's chilling. And this random guy walks in and is like, we found the ledger and she is guilty. Take her away. And it's like, really? Really, dude? Now, now what happened to the plan of, uh, you know, because uh, they made the deal with the partnership and mm-hmm. she handed her full partnership away and all that, like... Is that going to come back into play, or was she just duped and she's literally given away everything? I mean, well, I mean, she lost everything now. She lost everything, so I feel like that guy is going to lose everything. I I don't. This is the thing. I don't think Lath is going to sit idle while Greer disappears, or while Greer has nothing. I Mm. think Lath is now going to swoop in in some way. My my question is, where is Castleroy? Like, can can Greer go now to Castleroy? And does he? I mean, obviously, his land and holdings other places. Like, can she go to him? And can they be safe? Like, can she? Or, I, 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 mean, I don't know. Yes, but how, know. how does he get know. word of this? How does she get word to him? Blah blah. Maybe it's a maybe it's a lace situation. I I see Lace truly stepping up and helping her out in this situation to at least get to Castleroy. I think it's going to be a dramatic goodbye between her and Lace of. You know, thank yeah, you, but you can't I just search you. for the like. Where did Ca- Castleroy? Like, he's in pretty much an unknown place. No, Castleroy went. I th- he went back to his like his family. Okay. So and Greer chose to stay with Mary. And yeah, but now, now Mary's now that, kicked her out. And yeah, now but now that just, this is known about Castleroy, like he has hell. to. They, they, he probably still, yeah, he's probably has to go to hiding too. That's what I'm saying. You can't but, just search for the wo- through the woods for Castleroy. But he's not in France anymore. So I feel like by him not being in France, thus he can't really be arrested by the French or, like, you know, whatever. And as we saw with Greer, like, they have nothing that proves. Like, I mean, they know that they've given money. They know that they've given money to the radicals, Mm -hmm. but nothing that proves that they were actually knowingly funding this attack. Got it. So makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Greer's gone for good. And I think Lath, in all of his glory, is going to help her out. But it is very sad that Mary had to say goodbye to one of her oldest friends. <sighs> they all keep saying that. They all said, I think each of them said that at one point in tonight's episode. You're my oldest friend, Keaton. She's my oldest friend. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so sweet, Val. It just got, what? It just got thrown in my face. I was I'm trying so to be sorry. nice. I thought, I'm so sorry. I thought you were quoting something from the show. No. <laughs> I don't think Keaton is on the show yet. Uh, oh well, yeah. hashtag, hashtag get Keaton on rain. Woot woot. <laughs> this is very important, everybody. Uh, you have to put it out there, Phil. It's a new year, 2015. Let's do it. Here's what I will say for, for there any- are a lot of extras in that party scene. I could have been in the corner. There you go. You don't put Keaton in the corner. And if you're a male listening on iTunes, what are you doing with your life? Go over on iTunes. No, not iTunes. Go go over on YouTube. Ch- check out Keaton. She's got her little hair thing. Aww. Her hair is now a little bit more blonde. Uh, <laughs> no, you're just this is a flattery right now. I channeled my inner Kenna with this. There you go. I tried to. I don't know. Usually she's the one with the florals, and she's so hippie. She's like the hippie of the group. So, uh, anyways, speaking of Kenna, <laughs> thank you, Phil. This is a great, great segue. segue. That's what I was going uh, for. Kenna in bed. How cute was she sitting on that bed waiting for her hubby to come in and, you know, to congratulate him about, you know, all of his new rewards from Francis and all this. She didn't really know that. She was kind of upset with him and then he told her that stuff. I know, but she she was upset with him, but she was so cute. 
And she was but I mean, here's the thing: she is it is it funny how materialistic she is because she went from absolute anger to complete joy. Uh, to a whole, you know, to the I, point that, like, <laughs> hey, here we are in a bed. Let's let me strip off your clothes. I mean, if if Bash came into my room and you know started sharing that type of information, yep, that Kenna has the right idea. You gotta love. That's like Kenna's charm is like how materialistic she is. Okay, she's she's so sweet in that way, <laughs> as sweet as you can be uh, with that trait. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a good trait! <laughs> right. Um, I thought it was really cute, and then I loved, loved, loved the storyline of the the monster-in-law, mother-in-law Diane showing up, uh, and her and Kenna's reaction to to seeing each other again. And I had, honestly had completely forgot kind of what their relationship was back when Kenna was Henry's mistress. So I'm really happy they brought her back, and I. I just, I loved, loved, loved that interaction. And I loved that scene between them. And it was so funny and so awkward. And Bash was great. And just, I thank you to the writers for that fun, fun scene. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, he was, Bash was kind of trying to make some peace. But as as the mother, I would have thought, you know, like, hey, here's Bash who just brought me in. Let me try to make peace with Bash at least and not upset him. You know, I mean, because that that was upsetting at the very least when when you know he's about to get some, or at the very least he's about to tell her some news and she just barges in and starts this. Uh, you know, anytime you can get your wife pissed off, like that's not a good situation to be in. So I'd be kind of upset with Diane right from the start, and then obviously as truth unfolds itself, tying back to Claude. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bash has every right to be fully upset with Diane. Yes. Uh, Diane, I don't think we ever saw how truly evil she is. She, I mean, I remember in season one, I felt a lot of sympathy for her. Like because of all the hatred, like e- e- well, because of we just, at that we were kind of rooting because of Kenna, and it was like, um, you know, what was she to do? She mm-hmm. was getting pushed out. She didn't have many options. Yeah. And and she, you know, there was that line like, hey, it's very easy to become a mistress, very hard to, to hold to, on to. To it. hold on to it. So, um, so I, I, not credit, I don't give her credit, but, but it is of interest to know. Well, she's obviously a very smart lady. She's a very conniving lady, like just as much as Catherine. I mean, to go toe to toe with Catherine for the 10 years, 10 plus years that you were Henry's mistress, I mean, that is not an easy feat. We all know Catherine is not is not one to mess with. But could you say that she's succeeding? I mean, Henry, he slept with anything that moved. And if her goal was not to... But Diane stayed stayed his official mistress. She got what she got, things that she wanted. Her son was recognized by Henry raised and raised as his son. I mean... She got she 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 didn't come out empty-handed. I'll say that for a mistress, she she did all right she for came herself. Out swinging. It's, I mean, it's she it's true, right. but is is I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it, partly I blame her, and I'm I'm disgusted at her. But then to Kenneth's point, as she says to Bash, do you know what it's like to be in a woman in this world, and your only power is you know just a man's sympathies? I love so I I, love I, I don't that you know. Scene. I, I loved that speech by Kenna, and I think that that I just I loved that kind of acknowledgement of like, hey, 
snap out of it. Like, I am your wife. Don't talk to me like this. And I think she had every right, obviously... To want to kill him? Or- no, not, she didn't want to kill Bastion. Like she said, she didn't realize that by getting rid of Diane, there was a... Like, Kenna didn't think that far ahead. She was just... she. As she said, she just wanted to get rid of Diane. And at that time, her and Bash didn't even have a relationship. Like... I think I think Bash, the way he flipped out about that, I think he seemed like a baby. And I was like, get over it, Bash. I know it's bad and it sucked, but it didn't happen. She she was trying to protect herself. Like, I mean, what do you expect? Like, you were he was just as scared of Henry as she was. It's like, come on, dude. Grow up, Bash. Come on. I hate being mad at Bash. He's my favorite. I just don't like it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Conde was your favorite. <laughs> Con- I do. No, Conde's being a little brat this week. Come. Okay. No. Bash will always be my favorite. Are you kidding me? Stop. You were Team Francis for the longest day. Shall uh, we replay uh, episodes? Stop. No, no, no. I was always Team Francis. I was Team Francis because I wanted Francis and Mary to be together. Okay. I was. All, I, Bash has always been my favorite kid, though. He's, he's such a good guy. He's just a good dude. He is. He, he always is. just wants to do the right thing. Um, so, well, Bash, Bash kind of helps Claude in this episode, um, figure out who actually killed he these twin girls. He saves her. He does save her. I mean, he saved her. Like, he's, he's rectifying her whole life. He finds out that it was actually, he finds the nanny who actually supposedly left the windows open, which froze the twins to death and killed the twins. Um... Which is great, but then... But then he had the wherewithal to say, okay, this isn't the end of the story. There's more to this story. Bash is so good! And uh, and, and that's a dark, dark story. Uh, yeah, and then goes... So many people at fault. Henry, Catherine, at post, post-fact, um, the nanny, yes... I mean, I this is I don't blame Catherine at all. This is the thing. I yeah, but she covered it. She'll she'll she bear the. You, what do you expect from a grieving mother who just lost two of her like newborn children? Like all, and and she thinks in her mind it was her like other young daughter. And like Cat, that's the one thing. Cat, Catherine's like a mama bear. You do not mess with her cubs. She goes crazy. So I can't even imagine what she was going through at that time. For her, you know, all she needs to think about now, she's grieving for her other daughters and all she wants to do is protect her other one as well as try to be able to find forgiveness for this daughter who killed her other two kids. Like, that's what's in Catherine's mind. So, I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I don't. So, she she has, I mean, well, she she will say she certainly bears the guilt of it. I mean, that, that scene when, and we, we didn't quite know what was going on with the dream sequence and whatever, but obviously it was leading, uh, it was, I don't know, it was the spirits pointing her in the direction of how they actually died. Because, it was, you know, she was about to die in the same manner of you yeah. know, hypothermia in this case. Yeah, just like the twins. I mean, I I was so, throughout this whole episode, I was like, I'm so confused, I'm so confused. Like, are these figments of her imagination? Like, are these actual spirits? Are they a little bit of both? I I, I just don't know, and I still don't know. But I'm really, really sad Henry's gone. I'm so sad. <laughs> well, she had the, you know, she again. I, I give her so much credit. Go back to the, go back to your hell, and I'll live in mine. You know, uh, I will always live with my guilt, but I will not live with you. Yeah, which I think Catherine was so like 
She was able to have closure on so many things this episode. She got to tell Henry everything that she's ever wanted to tell him about. You ruined our family. I hate what you did. She was completely honest with him. She got to kind of uh, close the book on the guilt that she felt for her two daughters who died. And she got to freaking kill Diane. And she found out that it was Diane who actually killed her twins. So she has someone that she can actually like Here's blame what- instead of blaming herself. And she was like, bye, bitch. Here's where she doesn't have closure with what? Claude yet. Well, because Claude hasn't forgiven her. Well, Claude hasn't. Well, that's we we haven't seen them interact yet. After Claude knows the fact of, oh wait, you know it wasn't, uh, you know it was the nanny, blah blah, blah. and we haven't seen Catherine um, now that she knows the full truth interact with Claude. Yeah, and so I think to an extent, you know, obviously. Uh, Catherine's going to be, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and, and, and obviously in a much different, better way. But I also think Claude can find a way to forgive Catherine because of what you know, because of what Claude knows, it, it, it was a framing. Yeah. And so, what was Catherine to think? And, and there's nothing been anything otherwise. But I'm wondering how. I mean, I'm wondering if Bash is actually going to let this innocent woman. Well, she wasn't no, fully she, innocent. She I wonder if he's going to really let her die. I don't think – no. They just took her – here's the thing. They just took her away. And so I think she might in, – in, in, in the case of like Greer, she'll have her titles stripped and all that, you know, because obviously she was paid off by the king for these things. Yeah. So I think she – you know. But you know what? They'll make her a nanny again, whatever. I don't know. I feel like Claude is – Claude is going to – it's because – it's only Catherine and Bash who know that Diane was really the one who killed the twins. I wonder if that information will ever get to Claude, especially now that Diane is dead, and that's obviously going to get out. So I, I, it'll be interesting to see kind of where, where how, how that resolves itself. But I honestly, I think Catherine and Claude are so much alike. I want to see them work together. I want to see them make amends. They're both so, so, I, I don't know why I keep saying sassy tonight. They're so sassy. So, um, and they're both so maniacal. I want to see them working together. I want to see them team up. Uh, I want to see a mother-daughter duo kick some butt. So, uh, is there anything we missed? Um, we, we touched on everything overall. Um, I'm sure there, there's, there's so many things to talk about and, and whatever else, and we can dissect it from any number of ways, but. You guys let us know because we love interacting with you. I know. You guys. You the fans. No. The fans, yeah. I mean, I love it. I, I think I try to respond to all the comments on YouTube this week. Uh, sorry if I didn't get to yours, but thank you for, for correcting us when we're wrong and telling us your predictions and just. Just keeping the discussion going because it's so much fun, That's and it. I know we all read them, so they're great. Who's ready for Castle Corner, really quick? Because we're we're running out of time. Are you ready for Castle Corner? We need we need we need like a we need we like need a Barney styled like little. I want trumpets. I want trumpets. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Next week we'll have the trumpets queued up, ready to go for Castle Corner. But this week, thanks thanks to my Castles of Britain and Ireland book. Which, um... It's not your book, it's our book. Well, it comes home with me every week, so... <laughs> it's still not your book. Fine, it's our book, thanks to our book. Uh, I chose, this week, Sterling Castle. Now, it's a beautiful castle. It's a beautiful castle, it's up on a hill. It's For those stunning. of you watching, yeah, it's... For those it's... of you watching, we'll put some of uh, these pictures online. 
But uh, a few facts about Sterling Castle. Um, let's see. It's it's actually in um, it's it's in Scotland. It's in Sterling, Scotland. That's why it's called Sterling Castle. Um, but, uh, let's see. Mary, Queen of Scots, our Mary, you guys. Some people were kind of commenting about if we know history or not. And yes, I do know the history of Mary, Queen of Scots. I don't. Well, I'm going to teach you some. So Mary, Queen of Scots, was brought to this castle as an infant for safety after her father died. And she was crowned there in 1543 when she was nine months old and spent several years of her childhood there. Uh... In 1561, a candle caught fire on the hangings of the bed in which Mary was sleeping, and she narrowly escaped death. Uh, In 1560, that was 1561. In 1565, Mary nursed Lord Damely to health in this castle as he recovered from the measles. She is said to have fallen in love with him during this time, and he became her second husband. Spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) You guys should all know that. Um, Mary's son, James the Sixth, was baptized there to celebrate. The castle held the first fireworks display in Scotland's history. How about that? Um, that we know of. You got to, 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 so you guys understand the sheer size of this castle. At one point, a full-size ship was brought into the Great Hall during a banquet in 1594. Um, and it was actually the occasion that being celebrated was the baptism of Prince Henry and um, who was the eldest son of James VI, uh, who was Mary's son. Uh, and the ship was used to serve fish. And the world's oldest surviving football, a.k.a. soccer ball for us Americans, was discovered at Stirling Castle. It was found lodged in the rafters of the palace, and it was made around 1540 from a pig's bladder and leather skin. It is now held by the Smith Art Gallery and Museum in Stirling. And uh, for some more current events, Mel Gibson visited Stirling Castle in 1995. The Hollywood actor who starred in and directed the film Braveheart was here to attend the film's premiere party held at Stirling Castle. And you can get married there, you can have conferences there, you can visit it there, there now, um, it has a lot of really, really cool things, and uh, I know my next trip to Scotland, I'm going to make a trip to Stirling Castle because it's that awesome. So, uh, everybody, Stirling Castle. You've been to Scotland before? I have been to Scotland. There you go. It's one of my favorite places in the world. It is absolutely beautiful, and the Scottish people are awesome. So, uh, before we wrap up, predictions really quick. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. After Buzz Prediction. And now, your After Buzz TV. All right, Phil, you're going first. Oof. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm interested how we're gonna. We, we left on such a powerful image with with Catherine. I'm wondering where it's gonna go in terms of how they're gonna deal with Diane. Who's gonna know the full extent? Because for all Bash knows, he's written her, her, his mother off as he's he's never gonna see her again. Mm-hmm. And this is now could be he, he's certainly not gonna see her alive. <laughs> um, you know, and. Uh, Obviously, Francis and Mary's relationship is on the up and up to what extent. We'll find out. Um, I think the most fun thing to see, hopefully, will be will be um, Conde and Lola. Yeah. Because they're so fierce that I think, uh, you know, it'll kind of – it'll be the same type of kind of romantic play that we saw with Narcisse and Lola. And if we can match that – it could be a lot of fun. Isn't it weird that, like, Lola's kind of Mary and Francis's, like, whore a little bit? Like, it's kind of sad. Like, Francis used her for Narcisse to, like, you know, do things with Narcisse for political reasons, and now Mary's using her for Condé. It's, 
I don't know if it's quite right, and I don't know why Lola's so okay with it, but you know what? I think she's just a really good friend, and she sees where she's needed and where she can be used. And Keen, she... I have a couple of people that you need to handle for me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, Phil. Okay, my predictions. We kind of, like, we kind of did not touch on this, but um, Bash did save Catherine's life when she... Uh, fell kind of asleep in the uh, snow and um, she even asked him, why are you saving me? And um, because those are the only two that really know the full extent of Diane and what she did and probably why she kind of did deserve to die or why we aren't going to blame Catherine too hard for killing her. uh, I feel like their relationship is going to start to grow and um, in a positive way. So that would be that will be very interesting to see kind of that happen. And um I think he's going to get over the the stupid fight with Kenna like bash He already kind of did. Yeah. Uh He did. Okay. It's not I, like he's going to he did. I think Conde is going to going to really piss Mary off, especially when his brother shows up. I think Mary's going to get see another yeah. side of Conde and she's not going to like it. And I think that's going to put him in danger. But then Lola's feelings for Conde will now compromise how Mary wants to treat Conde when she stops favoring him. And I want to, see, you know, I don't know if we, there's still a lot of land to be given out. So we'll see if that continues to be at play, or if it's like, okay, you know, yes, that was a big problem this week, but we'll just kind of. And you know what I really want to see? I'm very interested to see when we're going to see uh, Queen Elizabeth the first because we were she has been cast, and so I wonder how soon uh, at the second half of the season that we will get to see her, uh, if at all. I think she's been cast. I believe I read that she was cast. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but let us know your predictions. Uh, and until next week, right? That's right. And uh, yeah, as as mentioned, definitely continue the conversation. You guys are so, so wonderful to the fact that you guys send us gifts. Again, not required. Now Phil's requiring the gifts. Uh, see? See? I yeah. just I require my co-host to get me gifts, not you, the fans. My birthday's coming up, so. Oh, congratulations. What are you getting me? It's my birthday. <laughs> no, you're supposed Phil, to pay for the party. where can we find you just so you can remind everybody? <laughs> at AfterBuzz TV. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram. When can people Keaton wish Markey. you happy birthday? On Twitter and Instagram at Keaton Markey. No, but when? When? February 13th is my birthday, the day before Valentine's Day. So. Ooh, that's so rough. It is rough. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Night. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 